Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to take a minute to talk to you about making authentic friendships. You might remember the founder, Juliana Featherman, from episode 34 of Adventures in Autism. She is an autism sibling who created this amazing interactive web app that enables children ages 13 and up and adults with special needs to make friends based on age, interest, diagnosis, and geographic location. Parents and caregivers can also sign up to connect with other parents and caregivers. For more info or to sign up, head to makingauthenticfriendships.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Adventures in Autism, episode 93. I am Megan Carranza. Thank you so much for coming to listen. If it is your first episode, welcome. So happy to have you, and if you've been listening, thank you so much for coming on back. And before I get started today, I really just want to say thank you so much to everyone who took the time to listen to last week's episode that I did with my friend Jordi Warshawski, talking about all the racial injustice and controversy in the autism community. I got so much great feedback from that episode, and that was that alone was great because <laughs> I had said when I did that episode, I was, I was a little nervous to hit publish on it, but I really feel like that conversation then started many other conversations that I had with a lot of you. Um, and that, that was exactly what I was hoping would come from that. So thank you for listening to that and just everyone who is, you know, on board for making change in our country. I feel like we are on the right path. So I really hope that continues. And today's episode is just me. I'm flying solo. And this is also going to be a little bit of a departure from my typical episodes. Um, I like to do this whole episodes every now and then to kind of update you guys with what's going on in our lives. And usually that has a lot to do with Logan and his progress and just everything that he's up to. And today I'm going to talk about our family's recent experience getting sick with coronavirus. So this past month has been a real doozy, just to put that out there. Um, I've been able to continue with the podcast. I, In some ways, I really don't even know how. There was a few episodes that I did there where I was really sick and not feeling well. Um, but the nice thing about this show is that it is something that kind of like holds me accountable. Uh, and I just love and appreciate this community so much. And I think, yeah, having something that you, that you like are, you know, committed to every week for me, it it just like, it keeps me on track with things. So I told myself, I was like, you know what, if I don't get an episode, it's fine, but I managed to do it. So I'm going to talk about a lot today. And there's honestly, there's, there's actually some more things happening sort of behind the scenes that I'm not going to get into on this episode, but I often use the phrase, when it rains, it pours, and that has definitely been our lives uh, these past few weeks, or really like a month or so. Well, really since all this started in, you know, March for all of us. Um, but basically, to kind of go back a few weeks, this is 
the beginning of May is what I'm referring to. If you follow me on social media, you might have seen, I didn't, I think I only shared it on my stories. I didn't put up a post about it, but Manny actually had foot surgery back in the beginning of May. And I'm telling you all this because it honestly is important to the story. So this is going to be a long story. I'm going to try to keep it concise. But I do think it's important to share all this because when I first started doing episodes talking about coronavirus, I had done a poll and asked everyone if they were interested in talking about coronavirus or having it on the show and or if they were just sick of it. And it was literally 50-50. But there were several people that had said they would like to hear from someone who actually has had it and kind of got through it and, you know, was on the other side of it. I didn't anticipate that being our family, but that's what happened. So that's why I'm going to tell this today because I just think, you know, the more you know, obviously. So like I said, going back to the beginning of May, Manny had foot surgery, which this was a surgery that had gotten put off. He was supposed to have this surgery back at the end of March. And the surgery center ended up closing down for a few weeks there. Um, and we were just kind of in limbo waiting to hear when they would reopen, when they would do surgeries. They weren't doing, they weren't doing any like unnecessary surgeries basically. So this foot surgery was like an old injury. He basically, he had a, a bone chip in his ankle and it was like tearing the tendon. So he needed to have that repaired. He was, I mean, it was, it was painful. So it was, he needed to have the surgery, but it wasn't like, you know, this dire necessity, which is why it got pushed off. So beginning of May, it was like the first week in May, they called him and told him that they were going to start resuming surgeries. And they told him that he had to get a COVID test first. So Manny went and got his COVID test done. He was negative, um, which we had, you know, been totally fine up until that point. So nobody really had any reason to think it wouldn't be negative. So he goes and has his surgery. Everything goes fine. And that day I was getting updates from his doctor. Obviously I couldn't be there at the surgery center. You know, they were being really strict with COVID. This was still when things were like really on high alert. So like I said, this was like the beginning of May. So things were definitely like things are kind of loosening up around here now. I don't know how it is in every other state, but we're in like phase three here. But at this point things were still really strict. So I couldn't be there. I was waiting outside for him in my car. I was getting updates like from his doctor and just kind of relaying those messages. So of course I was talking to my mother-in-law, Manny's mom, and just letting her know that he was out of surgery. He was doing okay. I was heading there to pick him up. And she says to me, Oh, I really want to come see him and I'll bring you guys food. And I just want to make sure he's okay. You know, ever the mother, (laughs) which I can understand the concerned mother. So we had been really really strictly social distancing up until that point. And it made me nervous. But at the same time, I'm like, well, this is my husband's mother. So I felt like I would want to see my son if he had just had surgery. So I agreed um, against my better judgment. I was like, okay, yes, if you want to come over. So he had the surgery on a Wednesday and then she came over that Friday. So she came over, her and my father-in-law, and they were completely fine. Nobody seemed like they had any illness. Everything was totally fine. Um, we had no no indication that anything would be a problem. They came and saw Manny. They did. They brought us food. It was lovely. We had a little visit, um, and that, that was really it. And then they went home. So this is where 
my memory gets a little foggy. I'm trying to get this all straight. But basically, it was a, it was a couple days later. That so, like I said, that was a Friday they came over. That Sunday was actually Mother's Day. So that's this gives you an idea of the timeline we're talking about here. Um, so on Mother's Day, we actually found out that my brother-in-law had tested positive. So again, to kind of go back a little bit. Earlier that week, like I said, Manny had the surgery on a Wednesday. I believe it was the day before on Tuesday. My brother-in-law had a, what they told me was a parade for his son. It was his birthday. And he had invited the whole family to come for this parade. He put out like a Facebook uh, invitation that just said, you know, oh, like Jordan's really bummed he can't have a birthday party, so we're going to do this parade. And we'll have like the police cars and fire truck. Well, my kids had a ton of like Zoom calls that day between the two kids and Logan's therapies. We some days we had like three or four Zoom calls a day. Honestly, more than that. So we actually didn't we did not make it to the parade. Later, I find out that at that parade, they actually had some people like really Manny just Manny's family came back in for for cake afterward. And I talked to my sister-in-law, of course, like once all this came out and she was like, I knew I shouldn't have done it, but the kids wanted to see each other. I mean, all the cousins, like no one had seen each other. And I get it. Like, I think at this point people were kind of starting to break down. I know I had friends that were like, we're sort of doing some, some trying to be careful, but you know, seeing friends and whatnot, we really had not seen anyone. We had been like completely social distancing other than when my mother-in-law came over. Well, it's so like I said, on, on, on Sunday, we had found out that my brother-in-law tested positive. And apparently where this all originated from, my brother-in-law is divorced and his ex-wife, they share custody of their kids. So they go back and forth and her, my, so his ex-wife, her now husband is an essential worker. He had been working and I guess Again, he thought he was fine, but right after this party, he had tested positive. So because he was positive, they weren't sure if their kids were positive. So my brother-in-law went and took his kids and he, he got tested and they were all positive. So he actually had a very, very mild case and his kids were atypical, or not atypical. <laughs> you can tell where my mind is at, asymptomatic. Um, but basically everyone who came to his house that day got COVID. So this was on Sunday. My, we found out my mother-in-law is sick and she was supposed to go to the doctor the next day to get tested. Well, she actually ended up in the hospital the next day because she was so sick. So at this point, we knew that we had been exposed and Manny was still going to be off work for the following week. But we wanted to have him tested, obviously, because if you've been exposed, then we did not want him going back to work if he were to be positive. So we were trying to find testing facilities. It was kind of, I mean, it, it's difficult in, in different areas, but we were, we were having a hard time finding anywhere that we could like actually make an appointment and have a test done. Um, there, I mean, the tests are just not, they're not that easy to, to access at this point. But we knew before he went back to work, we we definitely wanted to get him tested. So kind of midweek, we found a testing facility out by us that's like a drive up and you didn't have to have a doctor's referral or anything. So we went and we waited in line in, in the car, thankfully, 
for three and a half hours. <laughs> it was a very long process. And at this point, Manny and I, neither of us had any symptoms. I had a little bit of a sore throat, but that's not really that unlikely or uncommon for me. So I didn't really think too much of it. Um, but I just thought, well, if you're getting tested, I might as well get tested too. And like I said, we just really wanted to make sure that he was negative before he went back to work. So him and I get tested and the facility we went to, it was one that the the results take like a few days to get back. I think they said anywhere between like a week or four days to a week to get back. So he was just going to stay home then until he got his results. Uh, and they ended up taking a while for us to get our results back. Well, a couple days after we went to that testing facility, I ended up getting really sick. And I'm just going to like detail kind of what happened for me. It, it really started with body aches for me. Like I said, I had a little bit of a sore throat and I didn't even realize right away that the body aches were like, because I was sick. Um, I was having mostly like back pain, which again is not that uncommon for me. And I just thought, oh, I really hurt my back. And there was a couple nights where like I was, you know, taking Advil or whatever, cause like my back was hurting so bad and I really couldn't fall asleep. And it was kind of gradual at first, but yeah, the, the, the first major sign was, were these body aches. So I realized that I was like, oh, I'm like, I, I really think that I have it because I was having these really bad body aches. I had the sore throat. I never had a terrible cough. I had a little bit of a cough. I will say that when we got tested, you know, with like the nose swab, um, it wasn't probably as bad as everyone makes it sound. I've heard some really crazy horror stories where people are like, oh my gosh, it was in my brain. It wasn't necessarily like that for us, but it did make me sneeze. And when I sneezed, it like was painful in my chest. So I, whenever I would sneeze or I would cough, it definitely, like, I felt it like really kind of radiate through my chest and it was painful, but I didn't necessarily have like chest pain. Um, so at this time though, we we found out like more and more family members of ours were, were testing positive. So like my sister-in-law, she tested positive, all her kids tested positive. Again, they were, um, asymptomatic. So her kids never got sick, thankfully. Um, and she has asthma. So she had, again, different kind of symptoms than Manny and I did. She had more of that like chest tightening and coughing. She never had a fever. Um, she really didn't, she had a little bit of the body aches, but that was it. So like I said, I'm just kind of getting sicker and sicker. I did get a fever. It started as low grade and it went up to like never super high. It was usually around like 100.3, 100.4. What really solidified it for me was um, a few days in, I I realized that I didn't have any taste and smell. And the reason why I realized that was Logan loves these jerky bars, like beef jerky. And they, I don't like beef jerky. So if you like it, good for you. But to me, the smell is just like, it's, they smell so strongly, so intense. And I don't like the smell. So I had kind of felt like, I was like, I don't know, I think I can still smell. And then one day he asked me for a jerky bar. So I was opening it up for him. And I was like, oh, I'm like, this would be a good test to see if I can smell because the jerky bar smells so strongly. So I took like a big whiff of it and just nothing. I realized I was like, oh, I'm like, I can't smell anything. And it was funny because up until that point, it's like, you don't, it, it ended up, I ended up noticing it more and more, but you don't really notice that like until it's, it's really gone. Um, but there was one day where like I was eating peanut butter toast and it's like, I could tell that I was eating peanut butter toast because of like the texture. 
Um, but I really had, I could not taste the peanut butter at all. So it was kind of tough for a few days to, to eat there. Cause it's like, obviously when you, when you're sick, you don't have much of an appetite either, but especially because I couldn't like taste or smell anything. So that was honestly probably the worst of it for me was I started just getting really weak because I wasn't, I wasn't eating enough and I wasn't really drinking enough water. I mean, I was trying to, but I was, I was really tired. I mean, it was just, it was really like having a bad flu. So I did feel like super weak and I, I probably wasn't, you know, eating like I should have been. So that was, that was hard. Um, but honestly, like I said, the worst of it for me was definitely the body aches. The body aches were like really painful. So at this point, I can't remember how many days in we are. Um, initially Manny's test came back negative, which we were like, okay, this is great. Manny is negative. So he was planning then the the following week he would, he would go to work. So this whole week, like I was really sick. My test results came back inconclusive on that first round, which what I, from what I know now, inconclusive, they is more of like a presumed positive because from what I understand, if you are negative, you wouldn't get an inconclusive test. Um, but if you're positive, it just sometimes means like the test wasn't done properly. Or I think for me, because that, that day that we had gotten tested, all I really had was a sore throat. So I think I may have been like coming down with it. So I think just like for the actual positive to come through, I just wasn't like quite sick enough yet. I don't necessarily know, but like I said, from what I read, everything is like, if you get an inconclusive, it really should be considered like a presumed positive and you wouldn't need to get retested. Um, the, the facility though, they suggested that I got retested. So at this point, my kids had actually started to, to seem like they were sick. Nobody, none of the kids had it terrible. Um, it was actually just the girls at this point, Logan, Logan was fine at this point, but, um, especially Layla, she definitely had a fever, not terrible. And she just seemed like, not like herself. I mean, she's a toddler, so she gets kind of whiny at times, but she's generally just like a really happy baby and, really good. And she was just, yeah, like definitely not quite herself, a little off and, and had this fever. So we were like, you know what, let's just go. We got my sister tested because she's been staying with us. So the only person we didn't get tested was Logan because getting the girls tested was like so traumatic. They were screaming bloody murder. They acted like we were trying to kill them. <laughs> so it was awful. Poor Logan. He was with us and he was, he was just scared seeing them get tested. So we were like, okay, you know what? we're not even going to put him through it. We were initially thinking we would, but I, I really like, I think I would have had to like fully restrain him to have him tested. And I just didn't want to do that to him. It was traumatic enough to have the girls tested. So yeah, so I get tested again. I'm still sick. And those results took forever to come back. The testing facilities, again, it's like things are, this is so new. Everyone's still figuring things out. Um, but we just, I just went home. I continued to kind of at that point I was really sick. Um, and like I said, this whole time I'm like trying to, you know, put out episodes <laughs> and try to try to be like somewhat of a normal person. Um, I know the recommendation is like, you should quarantine for two weeks at that point, but we were all, we were all sick. So I wasn't quarantining for my kids. I mean, that maybe was my downfall. Um, if I could have saved them from getting it, but we, when we found out that we were sick or when we realized that I was sick, I had already been like exposed to it for several days and they had to. And I, I mean, yeah, there's, there's different, you hear different stuff. And I, I, I think whatever 
if, if you can manage to quarantine for two weeks away from your kids, then go for it. But it was, it was not happening. I'm very thankful my sister was here at that time. Um, and she was well because she helped so, so much because Manny was still on crutches at this point, even though he wasn't, had, didn't have any symptoms. He was still on crutches. He was having a hard time getting around. Uh, in the middle of all this, before I actually had my symptoms really showed up, Manny had stepped on his foot wrong, the foot that he had had surgery. He should not have been stepping on it at all. He, but he, he, I don't even know what he did. He stepped, he had a cast on and he had crutches and he, with like those the little toes that hung out of his, his cast, he would sometimes like steady himself. And I ended up having to take him to the ER one night. Again, this was before I had really gotten sick because he had just like stepped on it wrong and he did something and we never quite figured it out. His x-rays came back. Okay. I thought he had like just busted it. I was really convinced because I'd never seen him in that much pain. Um, but they basically thought that he just kind of had whatever he did made it swell more. And then because he had the cast on, there was like so much pressure. So that was all we had kind of figured out, but he really had to take it easy. He really could not be on his feet at all. So yeah, my sister was like the true hero of all this. She helped so much because I was just, I was out. I was sleeping a ton and I could barely stay awake. I was just so, like I said, I felt so weak and just like so run down and tired. So I started feeling better. So this was like, um, Memorial day weekend. So we're like a few weeks back now. So I started feeling better and I was like, okay, I'm like starting to come back to life. Like you can tell when you kind of turn the corner. I, my, my fever had stopped a few days before the body aches were getting better. I was still like not, didn't have like all my energy back. Um, the girls seemed a lot better. They did not have fevers. Like I said, their, their fevers really lasted like a day or two. Um, so this was that, that weekend, um, like Saturday or Sunday when I started feeling better. And then that, that morning, I think it was that Saturday morning, Manny had been waking up with the kids cause I had been sick. And that, that morning he woke me up and he was like, Megan, he's like, I need you to get up with the kids. He's like, now I'm sick. So he literally just as I started getting better, he started getting sick and it started kind of similar for him. He had, he had the sore throat. Um, he had not, not terrible like chest pains or coughing at that point that kind of develops more later for him. So he ended up getting tested again. Um, and I think it was the next day that when he was sick that then we realized that Logan had it. So Logan came down with a fever and honestly, he probably had it the worst of the kids. He had a couple days of a fever, never super high, but again, kind of like high hundreds or so. I mean, that was the main symptom I think with all the kids. I don't know if, I mean, like Logan, obviously he, you know, can't really communicate much more to me. And then the girls, they're little, so it was, it's hard to kind of get straight answers out of them. Um, but I will say that was like, we're thankful that the kids didn't seem like they had it too badly. Um, so poor Logan was just very lethargic and you know him, he has so much energy all the time. So it's very obvious when he's not feeling well. Um, so we were just really trying to, you know, push the fluids, get him to eat. Like I said, thankfully I was better at this point. So I was able to, you know, take care of him and Manny. And I think really when, when you have this, it's like resting is just like the most important thing. So Logan never slows down, but his body forced him to, and he was like laying on the couch and he was definitely, definitely taking it easy. And that's what Manny did too. 
So kind of throughout all this, uh, my mother and father-in-law, my mother-in-law especially was like in and out of the hospital. She had initially gone in and then she came home and then my father-in-law went into the hospital and then she actually went back in. So they were very sick for a while. They never had to be put on ventilators, but they were on oxygen. It turned into pneumonia for both of them. It was definitely scary because they're both like mid sixties and not in the best health to begin with. So I mean, we were definitely, we were very nervous. Um, I will say we are on the other side of it now. They both came home just this past weekend. My my mother-in-law had come home and then last week, and then my father-in-law got, he got released. Not, he couldn't go back home right away. He went to like a short-term kind of a, like nursing home situation just because he was better to leave the hospital, but not quite better to go home. So, but they're both, they're both home now. Um, and like everyone in the family has recovered. So my sister-in-law is better. Her, her kids, like I said, they were asymptomatic, but they, they got over it. Um, my brother-in-law, his kids are good. So everyone was kind of turning a corner at this point. Manny was still sick. Um, Logan had it for a couple days, but he was getting better, but we were kind of, getting getting to the point we were on the other side <laughs> um okay i'm gonna take a quick break and then i'm gonna talk more about like our recovery and how we're how we're doing now so stay tuned for you the listeners of adventures and autism podcast audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service i often get asked for book recommendations related to autism and one that i always go back to is called the out of sync child by carol kranowitz and it was actually recommended to me by a friend who is also an ot and i read this book years ago before logan was even diagnosed it's not necessarily just for autism it also goes into like sensory processing disorder or ADHD, but it's just very valuable information and a really great resource that I still pull from today, even though I read it years ago. So that's a really good one. Sometimes just to get my mind off things, I also just enjoy good old chiclet. <laughs> I love anything by Emily Giffen, like something borrowed or something blue, and those are available on Audible as well, but you can pick from any of their titles. So to download Download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. All one word. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism for your free audiobook. Okay, so kind of jumping back into my story. When I left off, Manny was still sick. Um, so this was still about a week ago or so. Um, he had similar symptoms to what I did. He did have a little more of like the, the chest pain and coughing. I really didn't have, I never had a bad cough. Um, and his was not terrible, but it was, it was not, it wasn't great. Um, I still feel like we, we all got off honestly pretty good considering we, no one had to be in the hospital and we were able to, you know, just stay home and, and rest and get better. So... Once he turned the corner, he had, similar to me, it was like a sphere 1A first, and then he still felt kind of run down for a few days. And it's interesting because with the virus, um, 
some days like you feel like you're like, oh, maybe I'm feeling better. And then the next day wake up and you're like, oh my God, I'm not feeling better at all. Which it's funny because my cousin had it and I know he had talked to my sister like while I was sick because she was just kind of asking about their symptoms. And that was one of the things that he had said too, was that like you kind of start to feel like you're doing better and then you start to feel sick again. So, but one, once Manny turned the corner and this was like last week, he started feeling better. So we knew we were kind of out of the woods, so to speak. Um, so now we're just kind of like slowly getting back into civilization. Manny's two week quarantine ended over the weekend. So he actually went back to work on Monday. Um, they, his work is just following the CDC guidelines, which is 10 days from the start of symptoms, at least 10 days from the start of symptoms, and then at least three days symptom free. So he hadn't had a fever in like over a week. He hadn't had any symptoms in at least three days, but he was ready to get back to work after being home for a month, which was supposed to be like a week off for his surgery. But just with how everything happened, um, we are still social distancing, We haven't seen anyone. I know, like I was saying before, things are starting to kind of loosen up in terms of rules and whatnot. Um, I do think part of that is just that, you know, the weather is warming up, so viruses don't spread as much in the hot weather, uh, which is good. Um, I will say in some ways, I'm kind of glad that we had it because I feel like we're on the other side of it. I think so often it's like the fear of the unknown that's so scary. Um, but especially like for my kids, I'm kind of glad they have some immunity and <laughs> builds up some antibodies, hopefully. Um, I have had a few, I haven't really talked about this with many people, but I had a few people asking me about the antibody test. As far as I know, it's not very accurate. I actually, so I have, a, I've had a couple other friends who have had coronavirus at this point, And one of them actually went in for the antibody test. And even though her coronavirus test came back positive, her antibody test came back negative. So I think again, just like with the testing and whatnot, things are just not, we're just still figuring everything out, which I should say my Manny's, Manny's second test came back positive. I have never gotten my results back from <laughs> that second test that I took. Um, the testing facility we went to, they, like I said, they, they say it takes up to a week. This has been like three, four weeks now. Um, and when I've called, they're just like, oh, we're, we're still going through all of our results. I feel like they probably lost them because <laughs> at this point, I don't know why I wouldn't have gotten him back. Like I said, Manny, Manny's came back positive. We know for sure that's what we all had, especially Manny never lost his taste and smell either, which is weird. Um, but for me, like my taste and smell is just coming back. And I'm, I mean, I'm like four weeks out from all this. So it's crazy. Like that, that was the slowest thing to return. And it's still probably at like 50%. So every day I'm like smelling things. I'm like, Oh, can I smell this? Can I smell this? I'm always like doing the smell test. Um, even though my symptoms have been gone for at least a few weeks now, but the, the taste and smell has been like the slowest thing. Um, so yeah, I, I wanted to share this today because I feel like we're all, this is so new and, I know I had read a couple like blog posts like people kind of detailing their experiences like back when this first started and yeah it's just kind of good to hear especially people who have you know gotten through it and I do feel like you know we're on the other side of things now. Um, the other crazy thing is my sister actually has been negative this entire time so her and I we got tested at the same facility that like I said we never got our results back but then she had some other stuff going on so she got tested um a couple different times and her, her results have been negative. So she was obviously totally exposed. She was here with us. She was taking care of me and the kids. 
Um, and she never got it. She is like a total vitamin junkie. So she swears. That's why she never got it. So take your vitamins. I think she said, especially vitamin C and zinc are the things that she really swears by. So that is smart. Um, but I will say, I, I feel like even though we were being careful and, you know, social distancing, it's like that one time my mother-in-law came over and we all got it. So it's, it definitely, it does speak to the fact that it's like, this is, it is really contagious and you do just have to be really careful and really, really cognizant about who you're seeing, who they've seen. Cause it's like, it doesn't necessarily matter how careful you're being. Cause if the people around you are not being careful, then it's like, you're going to get stuck in a bad situation too. So my brother-in-law obviously feels terrible that he had everyone back over for, for cake after his son's party. Again, hindsight is twenty twenty, And that's why like, <laughs> <laughs> that's why those guidelines are in place to begin with. So again, things are, things are lightening up now. And with the weather getting warmer, I think especially now we can be outside that makes things a little bit easier. Um, like I said, we're still like fully social distance here. Um, the really bummer part of all this is that Logan's therapy company has resumed therapy, but they are setting very strict guidelines for us to, be able to start therapy again. We're actually the only family like in this region, I guess that's like a confirmed positive. So what they're saying right now is that everyone in our family needs to have two negative tests plus a doctor's note plus 30 days more of quarantine, which, um, I don't know if that sounds to any of you, but that is a little extreme to me, especially with the two negative tests, because I mean, I have five people in my family and so it's 10 tests that they want me to come up with. And honestly, like we have, we had a hard time getting tests when we actually were sick and we were all dealing with this. So, I mean, it's, this has been kind of a lot of back and forth with them. I mean, again, it's a whole new thing. So their policies are really strict. Um, they keep telling me they're working with the CDC guidelines, which I'm like, the CDC guidelines are not nearly <laughs> as strict as what you guys are using. And the thing is, is like, I want to be safe too. I wouldn't want to put anyone in a position where, where they can get sick. So I understand like being, being cautious. Um, but this is really tough, especially with Logan because he, he, it was so difficult even just having the girls tested. He was so upset even just watching them get tested. So I don't, I really don't know what we're going to do. I'm actually taking him to his pediatrician tomorrow for a checkup, um, more related to his meds. And I'm going to talk to her and see if she thinks there's any kind of way we can get him tested in a more gentle way that maybe won't scare him so much. I have heard that now they are coming out with a throat swab test as opposed to the nasal swab, um, which maybe would be a little bit easier. I don't know. But again, it's like you, I, the only reason we got tested in the first place was because Manny had to go back to work and we didn't want him to go back if he, cause we were exposed because I, I have a, a good friend. My neighbor is a, is a nurse. And she was like, if you, if you think you have it, she's like, the best thing to do is, is you know, quarantine for the two weeks because they're, the tests are kind of scarce and it's hard, it's hard to get the test. So it's really, the test should be for people who really need them. So having us take 10 tests seems a little extreme, but, you know, we're just going to figure it out and hopefully we can get therapy rolling again. I will say our our village, our friends and family, people that have been helping out since this has all happened, it, it has been awesome. 
my neighbors have had they set up a meal train for us so everyone was like leaving dinner on the front porch and just so many people checking in and seeing how we are doing so that it's like you never you never you know want want to get sick but you do you realize how many people really care about you when this type of stuff happens so that's my whole saga with coronavirus so we are we live to tell the tale we're we're all better now and I hope that everyone out there, I hope you guys don't get it, but if you do, I wish you speedy recoveries. Let me know if any of you have dealt with it. Like I said, I have several friends that have gotten it, but then when I was talking to Logan's BCBA, she was asking me tons of questions because she's like, I don't know anybody who's had it. Um, so if you have any questions for me, feel free to send them my way. I'm happy to answer any questions, but yeah, if you've had it or your family and you guys have gotten through it you know, solidarity. Let me know how it was for you guys. I'm sure people would like to hear that as well. So as always, if you want to connect with me, you can find me on Facebook at Adventures in Autism Podcast or on Instagram at Adventures in Autism Pod, or you can email me at Adventures in Autism 2018 at yahoo.com. Again, I love hearing from you guys. I definitely did get behind on some emails for the last few weeks. Um, and I told some people, I'm like, we've had a lot going on. So if I haven't gotten back to you, I'm, I'm working through those. Because um, like I said, the, this is actually just like a part of what's been going on lately. There's there's more that I can get into at, at a later date. But again, when it rains, it pours. So that's what's been happening over here. Um, but I hope this was helpful for you guys just to kind of hear our experience. And like I said, we, we made it through, it wasn't fun, but we got through it and we're all better now. So that is all for now. And until next time, take care.